What is up, Fence fam, and welcome to the Fence Expert Podcast, a podcast devoted to anything and everything fence. Whether it's tools, guests, or answering your fence-related questions, you've come to the right place. This podcast is sponsored by OZFence.Store, your one-stop shop for all your fencing-related hardware. Right now, they're offering a free shipping of $150 or more, and if you use the discount code PODCAST, you can save 15% in addition to the free shipping. With all that being said, let's dive into this week's episode. What is up, Fence fam? Joe Everest, the Fence Expert, coming to you live from Fence Tech 2024, Nashville, Tennessee, with the one and only Caleb Raw. Here we are. Thanks for having me, Joe. It's good to be here. Caleb, I appreciate you coming on. We are essentially in your backyard. Pretty close, yep. yep. You could almost hit it with a rock from this here. This is my stomping grounds, man. I used to catch the bus right down the street from here. So is that right? Is yeah, yep. Very good. Well, I tell you, like I said, we're at uh, Fintech 2024. <clears throat> what a show, huh? Man, I'm looking out. It's like a whole ocean of fence people. <laughs> um, it's, it a, it's a really good change. It's positive change for the fence industry. I've I never agree. seen, and everyone we spoke to has never seen a fence tech quite like this one. It's... Uh, it's big and it's, uh, I guess, 2024 is what it is. Yeah, we were talking about this uh, earlier that, so yesterday, attendance through the door, plus or minus about 4,000 people. Yep. Now, yep. to put that in perspective, Fence Tech 2023, last year in Oklahoma City, all three days, roughly about 4,500. So yeah. in one day, we had the equivalent of an entire show worth of attendees walking through these halls. It's really nice. And then this setup here that we're working with, there's something about it that makes me just want to report the news being up here. <laughs> and so, well, cool I'll tell you what, that. shout out to AFA, my salesman, for making this happen. We're coming to you live from the AFA booth here in the, uh, the is it the Music City Hall? Is it's it? Music City Center, yeah. Music City Center. Uh, my salesman provided the mm. booth. Thank you. Shout out to my salesman. The No Before You Go studio here within the AFA booth. So shout out to those folks for making this possible. Caleb, I wanted to bring you on and talk a little bit about Gopher Wood. Uh, if you guys watched the live we had two weeks ago, yeah, not even two weeks ago, this is last weekend, yep. uh, we were talking about Gopher Wood. And I wanted to continue that conversation mm. because I really think this is us getting in on the ground floor of a great product that I think a year from now, Gopher Woods known coast to coast. So I want to I want to get in early so that those that are watching are kind of early early adopters. They have early access to this. Yeah, what, cool. what is Go, Gopher well, Wood? Gopher Wood is really simple. It's just the it's a solved problem. It is it is the yep. uh, it's a scratch to the itch, right? So um, ninety eight percent of fences never get stained, and probably ninety um, percent of the guys who own a fence company and don't do staining want to do it but they yeah. don't want to take on the 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 responsibility the liability or the or the don't have the workforce yeah. don't have the time what have you etc and um so go for what is just a pre-finished fencing product that's uh it's this it's you know instead of building a fence like this you can build one i wish it would change colors when i did that <laughs> you can build one that's that's already stained and uh so that's, well, and that's this the is whole an idea. ideal situation for gopher wood right like in this scenario in this booth inside here no one would stain this maybe mm -hmm. not no one hardly anyone would stain this right because we're worried about overspray worried about drips and drops want to take the time yeah. yeah yeah absolutely but with a pre-stained solution such as gopher wood it would have already come in stained both the rails and the pickets it could have been built on site, yep. but it, the end result is we would have had a stained backdrop rather than a natural backdrop. You got it. That's it. 
there is quite a bit of liability when we're talking about staining in a backyard, right? So we're worried about wind direction and wind speed. I, it doesn't matter what neighborhood you're in. It seems like those little droplets of stain always find their ways to like a Mercedes or an Escalade or something like that. Yeah. Never winds up on your own work truck. It's always on someone else's vehicle. Well, I think the problem uh, the problem there lies in when, when the first time you do anything, you're probably not the best, right? Sure, yeah. And so a lot of guys from the fence industry move over and they, they start staining and they don't get the proper training or maybe they got misinformed somehow or maybe they saw somebody else doing it a certain way and they thought that they could sure. perform at that same level and they do wind up with... Um, overspray they could wind up with anything like that and there's like you know we can fix a lot of those problems yeah but um the, the thing is is many times the the mistake the first time is enough for the the owner of the fence company to go you know what it's probably not worth it we just won't do it now if you stick with it you'll figure it all out and it'll be fine sure. um so that's why a lot of times we recommend hey let's just refer you to somebody who's really good at it already yep. or you find yourself a paint company somebody like that to, that either you can hire or you can send your crews out with to maybe learn give them some free labor or go to some classes but um but that's just it's not it's not for everyone so GoFruit is a product that can literally be for everyone absolutely you also have to look at the investment in equipment mm -hmm. right to do it really right you need the right equipment to apply you need the right equipment to prep the area to keep it all you know, section off or to keep it all covered up and that sort of thing. And, and even still with all the preparation, there always in, tends to be that one area that you just didn't think about or one gust of wind you weren't anticipating. It happens. Avoid equipment, yep. avoid having to buy equipment, avoid the liability of uh, wandering stain. Just have it ready to go right on, right when you're ready to build the fence. Yep. The other benefit is going to be, you had said this the other day is when you're done, you're done. When you're done building the fence, the project's over and you get finished. to collect on it. Yeah. You don't it's have to important. wait for the wood to dry. You don't have to worry about stretching out your collections of, you know, a few weeks until that thing gets stained. You get to collect right on the day you're done. That's important. You know, fence guys, we always recommend that if you build a fence and you and you if you quote staining and building together, we recommend you invoice them separate because many times you build the fence, you may it may be two or three or four weeks before you can invoice it. So yeah. we recommend you build the fence and invoice. Then you stain the fence and, and do the final invoice, busted into two transactions. So you don't wind up with that customer that says, nope, not going to pay you till it's done. Yep. You know, and it's going to be right in for the next six weeks. So uh, that's an important an important thing to do if you are a fence contractor. But But you're right, the staining, you can build the fence the same day. You know, when I grew up, we had to set the post in concrete. We had yep. to wait the next day or two days or three days, days yeah. um, come back, nail it up, then wait six weeks, four weeks, um, come back and stain it. Now they can drive the post. They can nail it all up. And one day it's already done. It's, it's just a total different industry than what we grew up in. And we're talking about a quality product, meaning that it's cedar two before cedar rails. So we're not, we're talking about a quality product to begin with. That yep. then we're applying quality stain to yeah we're talking about a kiln dried product so kiln dried meaning we're not gonna have to worry about it coming wet in the bundle so it's kiln dried it's ready to stain we're staining it in a factory setting staining all six sides we're back brushing everything uh we're not dipping it we're running it through a machine that that automate that's automated line that will do all the back brushing on the top bottom and sides and then um, when you build a fence with that it's never been exposed to uv before it was stained so it's going to last longer uh, and because it was kiln dried, it absorbs a ton of oil. If you look at our process video on our website, it's going to soak in all this oil that's going to keep water out of it. So we really don't have to worry about um, expansion and contraction very much. We don't have to worry about warping, cracking, and twisting. Coal rates, probably 1%. 
versus, you know, 15 or 20% in some other lumbers that we see. So we're checking a lot of boxes just based on experience in the industry. And it sounds like it's a more stable product then. If stable, we're already yeah. kiln dried and then we're staining it, we're stabilizing it against shrinking, obviously, because mm -hmm. it's already kiln dried. We're stabilizing it, it's warping and twisting. And correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'd always been told was, so cupping, warping, and twisting is primarily a byproduct of drying unevenly. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. If you if you look at my fingers here, and we say these are these are the 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 lines or the growth rings in wood, and then we have that that little bit of meat in between each one. If if this is a curved piece of wood or a curved set of rings, and they grow and they dry out faster or slower in some areas, things split. That's where we get the cracking and, the, and, okay. the, and those growth rings will open up and pop. And uh, so so that is a problem. Our lumber is air dried and then finished in a kiln. So okay. so we're not kilning it all the way. We're not hitting it so hard because some kilns can be a little, a little. Uh, I don't know if the right word's abrasive. They can be a little harsh. Sure. So air dried and then flash finished in a kiln. So it's it's naturally dried. We finish it to make sure we top it off at the right moisture content. We run it through a machine and stain it right away before it ever gets in the sun. So it's going to last. It's going to look good. Let's touch on that for a second. So being stained before it even gets into the sun. We touched on mm -hmm. this on the live we did last Saturday about the U.S. Forestry Products. Is that right? Did a study on this? Yeah. So the U.S. Forest Products Lab, um, which is up in Wisconsin, I think they're they're not around. They're not with us anymore. The guys are still there, but they've been they their funds have been. Uh, removed, but they were around for over 100 years or close to 100 years, don't quote me. But uh, they did a lot of studies on forest products, which was lumber, uh, you know, anything from st sawing, stacking, uh, drying to um, staining, finishing, things like that, and restoration. And so, uh, many of their studies were done on finished before it was installed okay. and finished after it was installed. And one of the one I'm particularly speaking of is a 25 year study, pre stained versus um, stained 10 days after. Okay. And this was cedar, Western red cedar siding, 25 year study. And you can you can watch the progression of this year after year after year. And two years in, three years in, uh, the 10 day difference. So so one was pre-stained one 10 days after. Mm -hmm. The 10, just the 10 day difference at one year, two years, three years made a, a, a very noticeable difference. At 25 years, nothing left on the one that was stained 10 days after. And the one that was pre-stained uh, looked pretty darn good for a 25-year-old product. So it does make a difference and uh, just it <clears throat> goes to show what we can't see, which UV damage just yeah. after 10 days does make a difference. Well, and, and like you said, 10 days, we talked about earlier, a lot of guys will wait six weeks, eight weeks, 10 year. weeks for it to dry out a yeah. year. So imagine if that if those results were after ten days, what would those results look like if they had been six, eight, ten weeks later, a year later? I would, I would think they would be significantly worse. It is, but you know another thing that to consider is if you're in the industry, you've seen fencing that's stained when it's brand new, and you've seen fencing that's stained at six months or two years or five years, and you see nothing looks as good as when it's stained when it's brand new. Absolutely. And so we're getting it when it's brand new, so the, the finished product, the look of it, is it's almost like furniture, so it really looks good. It's just gorgeous. When you can see all the character of the board. See every you, bit of it. It seems to be that's the first thing you lose to UV damage, mm -hmm. just the look and feel of the board itself. It goes to a gray, and then no matter how much you clean and try to restore that board, you always end up losing a good bit of that character of the board. Yeah, damage is done, right?
That's right. So by doing it, by pre-staining it, you guys are actually applying the same before any of the damage is done, uh, making for a more long-lasting product. You got it. Let's talk about the six faces. You mentioned that as well. Okay. Why is that important to make sure all six faces faces are well? Covered? You know, if if um, if the fence is on the ground or close to the ground, and we seal the bottom side of it before it's installed, we can prevent some wicking. We can prevent some rot damage. Um, a lot of times, if you stain the fence after it's built and it's sitting on the ground or sometimes below grade, you just can't get stained there. And then same thing on the backs of your tubifors, yep. uh, the backs of the pickets, a lot of the end grain sometimes. A lot of contractors do a really good job of getting the end grain. Some of them don't. Sure. And so, uh, and, and you know, that's where your moisture comes in and out of your board. When your pickets are typically on, on a privacy fence, these pickets would be butted up against each other. It would be really difficult to make sure that those inside faces were covered at 100%. Yeah, you can get a lot of, of stains, particularly with oil-based stains, to to wick around the bottom, wick around the top, wick around the sides, but you're never going to get a full coat. Yeah. So uh, it does make a difference, yeah. And like I said, the overlapping where the two before meets the picket. I mean, it's you, oh, some of that will wick past that, but by taking care of it with a pre-stain, you know on day one all six surfaces are you know every once in a while you'll see a fence that was stained after it was built, and you can actually see what ends up happening is the oil-based stains we make and a lot of other people make they're very wicking they're penetrating stains and so if you stain this fence the two before on the back side where it be meets up against the picket it's it the the back of the picket and the back of the two before or the, didn't get stained there yep and what you'll see is that that two before on the back will pull the stain all the way through and it'll soak into that two before and so sometimes you may have seen this if you think about it you'll see the face of a privacy fence that's been stained and every once in a while you'll see the lines. Yeah. Every once in a while, you'll see that. I and uh, what that I, th was. I think, but you never see that on a pre-stained fence. So I think that has something to do with, with um, just the wood. The wood yeah. wants that oil. It wants it. It's going to take it any way it can get it. It's thirsty. It wants to absorb as much as it can. Interesting. So um, stained with expert professional wood care stain, yep. which is an oil-based stain. Penetrating oil-based. Penetrating oil. Can we talk a little bit about why that's important, that penetrating oil-based? Well, I think we, we should start with most pre-stained products that you see at the big box stores are typically they're, they're pre-stained. So um, that means that it's a color. Many times it's added at the mill right after the saw. You know, they saw it up. Okay. It immediately gets color added, and it, it looks good, right? That's what it's made to do is look good. But we wanted to do something that was a stain and a sealer. That's why we used our product, oil-based. So we're staining it, we're sealing it, and we're injecting the lumber with a penetrating oil that's going to condition it. That the oil is, is really what keeps the warping and cracking and twisting to a minimum. So okay. that the stabilization you're talking about, the stability comes from that oil. So stained, sealed, and oiled make a big difference. Absolutely. Can we talk about just for a minute, going more to the stain and sealer than the pre-stain maybe is the difference between a penetrating oil and like a water base. There's a pretty big difference. Well, you know, in in field application, meaning when you stain it on the job site or in your backyard, a lot of times water-based stains are film forming. So they set right on the surface of, of whatever you put it on, uh, where oil bases can be either or. They can be penetrating, which goes in, uh, or, or film formers. When it comes to factory finishing techniques like we're talking about, usually the water-based stuff is penetrating, but it's just water and color. Okay. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, mix some Kool-Aid in water and pour it on there. It's going to change the color. It's the same principle. And this is done on a value basis, meaning we need to do it as cheap as possible, as quick as possible. Um, many times, like a white wood or something, well, let's put a cedar tone color on it. It'll look better. It'll sell better. 
And uh, our, our philosophy is just a little different. There's nothing wrong with that, but what we wanted to put out was more of a premium type product. So something that really had that deep, rich oil-based stain look to it. Yeah. And, uh, and that's kind of what it come down to for us. One of the things when we've talked before about the stain is that it's actually like conditioning the wood too, yep. right? So it's not only, we're talking about the benefits of not only staining it, but, but sealing it, which you might not find in other places. But one of the characteristics of the expert line of professional wood care products is it also conditions the wood in addition to protecting it. Yep, yep. That's right. Staining, sealing, and then the oil so often forgot. That's that's one of the things that makes our stain special. You know, a lot of stains, solvent, oil-based stains are solvent-borne, and so they use a solvent to carry the stain into the wood. Once they're done with that solvent, the solvent's job is to evaporate. And so you have stain and sealer in there. So so our stain is carried into the wood. Our stain and sealer is carried into the wood with oil. So that's a it's a petroleum oil, but it's a food grade of oil. And so we not only stained it, we not only sealed it, but once our oil goes into the wood, it's sealed in there. It's staying. And that oil, again, like I said, gives you your, your st stability. It, it's uh, And then because it's penetrating, we don't have to worry about it peeling, cracking, and chipping. So if you see it getting a little gray around the edges a couple years down the road, it's kind of a like your gas gauge. It's kind of the indicator that it's time to re-oil the fence. So we put another maintenance coat on there, oil soaks right in, seals okay. itself inside the wood, and, and now we've got something that'll keep your fence looking straight like it was the day you built it. Um, the biggest problem I had as a fence contractor way back in the day was we built a beautiful fence six weeks later, or when it gets hot or when it turns cold back to hot, this fence looks like a snake. Yep. It's warped, all the tops are over, and the yep. customer's mad at me. Well, I sure. didn't have anything to do with it, right? Because I built you a fence out of wood and the wood moved. And right. then, you know, what is it in the 90s or in the 2000s, a lot of contractors kind of started getting smart and putting clauses in their contracts on, you know, natural materials. Yep. And, you know, this was, uh, this was a, um, an act of nature, an act of God that yeah. caused this fence to warp and twist and they didn't take responsibility and in the homeowners whether they whether they agreed with it's an act of nature or not they're still mad oh yeah right oh, yeah. they're still mad they still spent five grand on this fence that looks like crap now absolutely and so that's a big problem man and so when we develop stains we want we develop them with that in mind and then the same thing on the pre-stained lumber we could do a cheaper product which is staining it we could do a cheaper product than a waterborne but I want to do the oil. It means more steps. It means I need dry lumber. That's a step. It means uh, we want to do cedar instead of treated pine. That's a step. Yeah. And we want to use oil. That's another thing. And those are just trade-offs we've made to just really try to put out something that we think is going to hold up and last better than uh, what you might find on the market elsewhere. It's offering a premium product. Mm -hmm. right? Just in the same way we upgrade from a treated pine to a cedar, now we're upgrading from cedar to pre-stained cedar. Yep. And what I've found in our business, we've offered pre-stained for a while. It's a pretty, it's a pretty seamless upsell into a pre-stained cedar. And the customers understand, right? Especially when you lay it out that here are the benefits. It's going to make the, your fence last longer. It's going to make it look greater, longer, that sort of thing. But also I can come in and I can recoat this, yep. right? Without having to strip it, without having to use harsh chemicals on it around your yard and family. I can simply just recoat this in five to seven, whatever the timeline is of this looks faded. You can just come right back in and seal over it, right? Or yep. apply more sealant to it. Go right over top of it. And the cool thing is here's something to think about. Market research indicates and shows over and over and over that a, you know, we love vinyl fencing. 
Yep. We love, you know, Trex decking. We love composite materials for their ease of maintenance and things like that. Right. And many people would say that that is top tier. That's high end, right? If you're making sure. money, you're going to put it, you're going to go ahead and do the Trex deck, right? Sure. But market research shows time and time again that a well-maintained wood fencer deck always outvalues a vinyl or, or composite material. Yes. And, um, and, and then if you go a step further and you think you go to um, a really, really luxury home, or an estate somewhere. What do they have? They have wood, and Timber. they have and they have yep. clear finishes on it because those are the most high end. Those are the most beautiful. So, um, so the ability to offer somebody a pre-stained, uh, you know, factory finished cedar fence that's gorgeous at a competitive price, less than what they would pay for a vinyl fence, uh, mm -hmm. gives gives homeowners and fence guys the ability to sell a little bit of luxury sure. at at a less at a lesser cost than they might pay for a vinyl fence. Absolutely, and on the fence contractor side, we can also now segue into the conversation about having service plans. All right, we've talked about that a lot in the past, but now you can segue into not only is it going to look great on day one, I'm also going to take care of this for you. So. It could be in every other year. It could be in every third year. It could be a wash and then a stain after three, whatever. You can get as creative as you want to with this plan. A lot of homeowners appreciate that. We found that you, to your point, they like the vinyl. They like the idea of Trex because it's a reduced maintenance yep. type fence. One, it's going to be a natural look, which to your point, high-end homes all have exposed beams. They all have, they like seeing timber. I'm going to give you that look. It's going to look great on day one, and I'm going to make sure it looks great for you for the life of this fence. How's that sound? It's good. That's good. Absolutely. Homeowners are going to love that. They're going to appreciate the fact that they don't have to figure this out. They don't have to drag out a pressure washer, try to go buy some chemicals, figure out what they need to clean this with. No, sir. No, ma'am. I will absolutely take care of that for you. The idea is to make it easy on the customer. Bingo. If you can take the thought process out of it and make it easy for them, it's a win for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about uh, availability. How what's availability like on the Gopher Wood product? Well, this is a launch. We're launching it here at FenceTech. So okay. we've all, we've already got before FenceTech. We already did you know had some soft launch stuff going on. Had a couple dealers around. Um, so basically, this is something that's it's it's bulk. You know, with, this is not something that we sell on the internet or sure. something like that piece by piece. It's going through distribution channels and then and then obviously large fence companies are taking it and uh, buying truckload quantities. And our goal is to be a manufacturer, produce this product as much as we can, because sure. the demand's pretty high for us. And uh, we just want to get it in the hands of people who can get it in the hands of everybody else. So the idea would be to reach out to your lumber supplier. Ask and for it by name. Yeah, yep. Gopherwood, uh, gopherwood.us. You can look it up there and find a list of, of people who are going to carry it. And here's the important reason why you're asking for it by name, because there are a multitude of pre-stain options out there. Right. So if you go to any of your big box stores, home stores, whatever, you're going to see some version of a pre-stained picket there. But we already talked about those pickets could be stain only without the sealant. It could it could be any of a number of things. It could be pine. We're starting to see that where you'll see a pine that's been pre-stained rather than pre-treated. It's pre-treated with some stain additive or something. Uh, asking for it by name, make sure that you're getting a kiln dried cedar product that's it's a quality picket from the get-go, right? Even before it hits the stain machine, but it's also factory finished stain yep. with a stain that the industry has known for years and has come to trust. Yeah, so it's available in a import kiln dried or a Western red cedar kiln dried. Okay. And, we, and we've also got seven eighths tongue and groove 
uh, rough on both sides, fence track boards. So pretty much whatever you want, we've got you covered. And uh, the one one thing that will set us apart, like you said, as the reason to ask for it by name is because when you cut it in half and you look at the penetration of the oil into the to the wood, you'll know and you'll be able to clearly see the difference. It's complete. And yeah. I, I think that's the demonstration I love the best is, like I said, like you said, cutting it open. And then you can see it's completely coated. It has soaked it to the core of this product uh, where it doesn't leave any areas for that water to maybe find pockets to reside in. You got it. Let's talk for a little bit. So also, so you've got pickets. But you're also doing rails as well. Go for wood isn't only the picket, it's the rail as well. Yeah, another problem we saw in the industry was a lot of pre, pre-stained material uh, was using rough cut pickets and smooth cut um, rails, runners, two before yeah. And yeah. so our rail is a rough cut as well. And so, okay. so our picket and our rail is the same. They look seamless. So you, you don't see a, a, a contrast between uh, the two materials. So when you build the fence and you look at it, no matter what side you're looking at it, it looks great on both sides. Nice. Cedar as well. Cedar, it's all the same material, yep. Now, the thing I like about it, and we had, we had talked about this in an earlier video, is the square corners. For me, that's a big deal. Your two by fours are all square corner? Yep, square cornered. I mean, we can pretty much get any cut you want, but I like sure. dimensional lumber to have square corners on it. Yep. I like timbers, I like beams. Uh, why are we rounding the edges? I don't know. So uh, I'm sure there's a good reason behind it, but sure. I really like the square corners. You know, you're building gates, you're building things with structs with with a structure to it. Yeah. I want it square, and that's what we're doing. I think the I think the matching rails and pickets is huge. I really do because we've all seen a stained fence, even the fences that are stained on site. The smooth two by fours, roughs on pickets, never looks the same. The they always they always look mismatched. So yours matches completely. Looks nice, yeah. Very good. So when you guys are requesting go for wood, make sure you're also specifying go for wood two befores as well. Yeah. How how does uh, someone get in touch with you? Maybe to find a dealer network or to who to refer a dealer to? Sure. You um, well, if you're if you're new school, you can go to our website, goforwood.us. We're Gopher Wood Lumber on all the social medias. Yeah. And uh, if you want to just give us a call, we got real people standing by at 615-529-1010. Real people's a big deal. Yeah. You get somebody at the other end of the phone that actually, one real, but also probably knows uh, knows about the product. That's it. And that's huge. Let's say hello to a few people. What is up, Roger? See, Roger Bencourt's got a chat. It's a, hey, it's actually live. Hello. It is actually live, Roger. We're coming to you live from FinceTech 2024 here in Nashville. That's Absolutely. so neat, man. Kayla, I appreciate you being so free with your time. It was literally, I asked you once, you said, absolutely, I'd love to come on. Like I said, I wanted to introduce you guys to Gopher Wood because as soon as Caleb talked to me about the product and, and explained to me what it was, I absolutely understood this is the next wave of fencing. For those of you installing wood, it is an incredibly easy upsell into a pre-stained material, especially when we're talking about sealed on all six sides not only is it a stain but it's a sealant as well it's conditioning moisturizing the wood it is a premium product for not not a massive upsell right if we're talking about the difference between pine and cedar and steel post and wood post it's in that same discussion of you know mr customer if you want this fence to be done the day i'm done with it and you want it to look great for years to come Here's a pre-stained option for you. And you sound like you could sell this stuff. I Sounds probably good, should. man. I mean, we do, I mean, as a fence company, we sell a good amount of pre-stained. And the conversation is that easy, mostly because I believe in it. 
Well, I believe in it too. And the thing, the resounding thing that comes over and over and over and over is it just makes sense. Everybody goes, oh, that just makes sense. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when you explain it that way, it's a full coat. It's making sure that the that the material stays coated in condition. When you explain it that way, it's so easy to understand. Most people don't know what they want because they don't know what they can get. And That's so right. when, you, when you give somebody a new option as a fence contractor, uh, no matter what it is, um, and you give that option to people and you see those wheels start turning and they go, wow, I had no idea we could offer that. It's, uh, it's good for you and it's good for the people you're working for. So it's a good thing and it's a good feeling to be able to help some folks do that. Uh, I was surprised with our conversion rates when we, when we first started offering it. I didn't know what to expect. We offered it as the, as the upgrade cost to a cedar fence, right? And I would say probably 30, 40% or so in the very beginning, before pre-stained fence was very popular in our area, we still saw 30 or 40% of the wood fences upgrade into a pre-stained product. The customers want it. They want a product that they're not going to have to worry about, but it's going to continue to look great. Got it. That's right. So, guys, you'll do yourself a favor by figuring out your costs on pre-stained, offering it as an upgrade option. I think uh, you'll find it's a great way to add to your bottom line. It's building the same fence you would have built before. Only now you get to keep a little bit more at the end of the day. Guys, do yourself a favor. Reach out to the team over at Gopher Wood. Uh, Caleb's team is always top-notch. I always like dealing with them. I've dealt with Caleb and the team for years for the on the stain side, the yep. expert, expert professional wood care side. Uh, I'm excited to deal with Gopher Wood as well moving forward. Well, hopefully everybody bears with me because – I'm overly stimulated. I'm looking at all this stuff. I'm looking around and trying to keep my own. I don't know what camera to look at, but I sure have had a blast being up here doing this with you, man. So I really there, appreciate you and all the guys listening. Of course, there's so much going on. We got a game of bags going on behind us. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys can hear it at home, but we're consistent, consistently hearing the thump, thump of bags yeah. back here. There's, I don't know, there's a dozen conversations going on, going on out here in the it crowd. It is a busy show. I mean, when you look at some of these booths, Man, I tell you what, good on AFA for filling this room. Because when I'm looking at these booths, I'm seeing contractors connected with vendors having really good conversations. Yeah. It's going to be a good Well, year. when you take time off work to come and, and go to a show, many times, you know, guys go, hey, I could, out, I could be out building something right now. And uh, you got to make it worth it when they come and take the time off and bring the whole team. If you bring 20 of your guys down here, it's expensive. Absolutely. And, uh but the good thing is, is when you bring your team down here, they realize, hey, I'm not on an island. We're not the only ones in the world building fence. Sure. And, and then also you see stuff that inspiration. You see, hey, man, those guys are doing that. We should do that. Hey, they got matching hats and jackets. We should do that. Hey, they got a new rock drill. That would really make our life easy, you know, and you can see all these things that you just can't see at home while building fence. So it's well, good to get out. That's it. And I've picked up a couple of tools so far here that we're going to take home with us and try out that. I, I guess I could have found by Googling or, or in the Fence Facebook groups, maybe somebody may have mentioned it, but by being here and, and putting it in my hands and doing a demo of it, for whatever reason, that clicked a little bit easier than trying to find Well, sure, and you, like I said before, you don't know what you can get if you don't know. But Absolutely. I did see a guy earlier, he had a big leather holster on his side, Okay, and there were fence pliers in him. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So uh, toolguy.com, I see that he sells. I've seen before he sells like a plier holster. Yeah. Just ready to go. Yeah, everywhere he goes. Those things probably come in handy too. Uh, you know they do. <laughs> you know they do. Caleb, let's, uh, well, first let's say hi to Noah real quick. Hey, Joe, Caleb and Fitz fam. What's Good. up, Noah? 
It is uh, afternoon. Good afternoon. That's right. That's right. Noah says, love the idea of having it pre-stained and ready to go. Caleb and the team always have great products. Thank you very much. That's that's why I believe in this so much is because, Caleb, I've seen what you guys have done with the stain, bringing a safe stain to the market that I feel good about putting not only my team members, but my customers and their and their their families into in contact with. And so when you when you first told me about this, it made perfect sense. Well, thank you very much for giving us the stage to stand on, man, with you. We appreciate it. Let's switch gears for just a minute and talk about FizSec itself from a vendor's perspective. I mean, I've been talking to to contractors here who are obviously having a blast, meeting other contractors, meeting vendors, finding tools and equipment. Can you talk about it for a few minutes, just yeah. from the vendor's perspective? What does FinTech mean to a vendor? Well, when we walked in here, uh, you know, we've got a great team. They had everything set up, so I, you know, I kind of they. It felt like the carpet, the red carpet was rolled out because there's literally a red carpet. <laughs> so I walk down the red carpet. I see our booth, and um, I see this magazine, the Fence Post magazine. And on the cover of it is a job, a photo from a job photo from one of our contractors did. Really? And uh, it's got our stain on it. It's a beautiful fence. And I said, holy cow, look at that. So I just felt like the king when I walked in here today because <laughs> because of all the stuff going on. And and they've done a good job. Um, I guess, I don't know what you call them, but they've got a social media team or a marketing team. They've come yeah. around, they're interviewing all the all all the folks who have booths here, make you feel really special. And they, I guess, put that on social media and their magazines and stuff. And so that's good to get you, um, you know, to get get the word out about it. They've got every everything for everybody to sit. There's games, there's entertainment for people who are tired of being on their feet all day. And then there's an endless sea of booths here of just all kinds of different things. And not only is it is it good for the vendors just to be here in front of customers is good, because there's other vendors you want to do business with. Absolutely. And it's, it's like, hey, you know, what you do would really help my customers and and and, and your cust and my customers are already buying. There's there's some synergy there. And so man, I just think it couldn't be any better. And I and I gotta be honest, you know, a lot of guys talk about the FWA and the AFA. Um, I think since uh, you know I heard a lot of things about there's only room for one association or maybe sure. one association would run things and the other one would not. I think I've seen nothing but el an elevation since uh, since these things have happened. And so I, agree. I think I think AFA is probably better than it's ever been. The fence, uh, th this fence tech is better than it's ever been. And I just can't wait to see where it goes from there. A rising tide really does raise all ships. And, and I'm just... You know, the fence industry has been so good to my family. Sometimes being in the fence industry, you get a little wore out. You go, man, <laughs> maybe I should get in another industry. But, you know, it's took care of my family. It took care of uh, my parents growing up. It took care of me. It took care of my kids and probably my grandkids. It'll take care of And same for all of us in this room. So, man, I'm just... I'm uh, I'm at a place in my life where I'm just very, very, very grateful to be in this industry because I really do love it. And I'm super proud to see it. Because when I was a... When I was my dad's generation in the fence industry, all the guys, all the contractors would meet up at the supply yards. They talked. Everybody knew everybody. Everybody was friendly. Um, when I got into it, you would have thought like it was uh, we were fighting for different armies. You know, <laughs> yep. it was like yep. there was no talking to one another. Everybody was out to get each other. People were stealing stuff from people, intellectual or whatever. And um Today, it's a different environment. It's a different thing. There's collaboration. Now, there's tools that make it so you don't have to really know the trade as much as you used to to be a good salesman. Sure. There's tools that make it to where you can be a great installer without being, you know, having some of the skill and knowledge that you used to have to have to pull it off. And uh, so, man, it's it's opening up and making the fence industry 
better place. And I think the end consumer is getting a better finished product nowadays than ever before. I think I think they're the ultimate winner. Yeah. Right. Is they're getting a better product installed <clears throat> more efficiently to a higher standard. Uh, they are the absolute winner. And this. and this is the industry is driving up. Everybody's driving up. Everybody. It's not an, it's not a, a a dog eat dog world anymore. It's a let's uh, build all upon. We're all building on that same pyramid, you know, and we're all part of it. That's it. You know, uh, who is it? Gary Vaynerchuk. I heard him talking once and about building the tallest building. He said, you can have the tallest building one of two ways. You can put in the time and effort and you can actually build the tallest building in the city. Or you can go get a bulldozer and tear down everyone else's building. But at the end of the day, option B leaves you with a mediocre tower amongst a sea of rubble. Who wants to live in that city? Yeah. Right. Let's be. Let's be the city that is constantly striving to build the tallest tower to improve our businesses and our processes. And maybe maybe we're not the tallest tower in town, but now all of a sudden we find ourselves in a community that's focused on building itself up, building others up. And ultimately, I mean, that's a community I would want to work in. I'm with you, man, and I'm here and loving it. I, lo I like where we're at uh, right now as a, as a community, as a professional industry. To your point, I think I think these shows challenge each other. Yep. Um, whether you know, and I think it's positively right. And I think everyone's building on everyone on the other show. I think everyone's helping and being collaborative. I see both of these shows as being good for the industry and pushing the industry forward. When you go to a show, or when you put on a show, either way, you want people to walk away going, "Man, that was awesome! I can't wait for next year." Agreed. Agreed. I think the AFA's done it with FinTech 2024. I think this show, just in terms of total booths that are here, which is something like the, I think the number I had heard is they sold like 115% of the of the booth space here. So it's absolutely jam-packed. Uh, attendance, like I said, in one day yesterday, they had the same attendance as they had the entire show last year. I can't imagine the attendance that they're going to show today because it is still, I mean, we're winding down towards the end of today. And there's these aisles are still full, right? You know, the booths are still full of people. Yesterday and today, it the show started before the show actually started. People <laughs> were sneaking in. People were trying to get in yeah. and talk before it started. And then last night, they started flashing the lights on us. You know, we were here, I guess, till 6 o'clock. It <laughs> shows over at 5. People were still here. They still want information. Yeah. And so they started flashing the lights and getting on the loudspeakers saying, hey, it's supper time. Let's yeah. go. You got to go. So, we can't go till you go. So, so what that means, though, because normally at these shows, like 3, 4 o'clock, people are just, they're just ready to leave and they yeah. leave. That means that there's... People are excited. People are looking for something new. You know, the industry, a lot of people say that that we're, we've been in a recession or the economy's changed. Economy has changed. Sure. What's happened is for those that have been through, you know, those 07, 08, 09s, um, what's happened is the economy has normalized. It is, it's a little more of a normal economy. It's normal to have to call leads multiple times to get, to get them to do business with. Yep. It's normal for people to say, Hey, there's another guy cheaper. Hey, it, there's a lot of things that are normal that we weren't used to during the COVID uh, era. And, uh, you know, back then, how many phone calls raise your hand if you're watching if somebody called you and said oh gosh you're the only person who answered let's just we just want to get it done <laughs> that happened right yes, absolutely. And now a lot of guys started their business during that yeah and they they so they've never so now they're freaking out sure. because they've never been in a in a in a uh, position where they had to do a little bit of work for the for the stuff but what we are but what nobody's talking about is it's normal 
We're having to do a little bit of work, but the economy is still way better than it was pre-COVID. In Absolutely. my opinion, people are still buying. They're still doing. The malls are still full. You know, if you want to buy a new truck or a new car and you want a certain color, you're going to have to wait for it. You're going to have to special order it. Uh, things are busy. And uh, the economy, I think my outlook on it is really good. And uh, I'm excited for this year. Absolutely. Caleb, why do you think uh, just so we talked about vendors that you should be here because you're meeting customers that may not have found you otherwise. How about for the attendees, for those at home that weren't able to make it this year, what would you say to them uh, to encourage them to come next year at Salt Lake City? What if you found a, something here that would change your family tree? Meaning, okay. um, meaning I, I know guys that have come to Tech and found products that have added millions of dollars of net profit into their business. Now these are some these are bigger fence contractors. Sure. You know, sure. if you're if you've got a hundred thousand dollar fence company, don't expect to make an extra three million dollars <laughs> by finding something at the show. Right. But you might, but you can. There's opportunity here and it's a sea of opportunity. And so if you know, you just you can't find that on the street. You can't find that flipping through a magazine and you you generally are not gonna find it on the internet either because no. you gotta look for it to find it on the internet. Well, I'm fairly active in a lot of the fence Facebook groups, active online. I, I, I know how to find what I'm after. There's probably half a dozen vendors here that I had never met before that I got a chance to stop, sit, talk with. One of them was a tool manufacturer, so I got to see their particular kind of tool. I think it's going to change one way of how we install fencing. I think that's one of the main benefits right is it cuts also cuts down your search time they're here all the vendors that you really want to see and you really want to do business with they they're are here, here and they're ready to talk to you and give you demonstrations. well i saw this thing the coolest thing i saw is called reality fence yes it's an app on your phone you you download the app i guess you have to pay for it and it's well worth it you click on the floor the little there's a dot there a, you know a crosshair you you put there and then you you mark out exactly where you want the fence it measures within like a thousandth of an inch and then you select what kind of fence you want and it will in augmented reality show you on your backyard in three-dimensional you can move it around the fence you want privacy fence vinyl fence chain link fence aluminum and it shows it in the correct proportion in the correct proportion you can go you can see well if i build a six-foot fence here is it going to block out my neighbor and you In go, real time. you go, nope, it's not going to, <laughs> or you go, absolutely it is. And man, that is just, if I would have had that back in the day when I was a fence estimator, I would, Incredible. I would have changed the world, man. It would have been and a big thing. It's accurate. So you talked about the length accurate accuracy, which is there. He was by this morning. We we're talking about, I was like, how accurate is the height though? Like it's, is it going to be true to form? Because I don't know. Let's see. And so we measured the remainder of this booth. I mean, we had the backdrop here, but it doesn't go the full the full width of the booth. So we measured the little three foot section between the edge of the backdrop and the edge of the booth, six foot privacy fence. I'm telling you, it was within an inch visually of how this fence is. I saw another one I heard about called uh, Mosier. I've seen it on the internet where yeah. you walk around and you measure things. It calculates elevation, It it does it, it calculates everything you can think of on the job site and uh it'll show you where to put terminal posts based on elevation it'll show you where to um it'll show you where to um sorry we had a bear walk into the to the thing and, and try to scare us it'll uh it'll it'll also show you the um 
rise over run if you're doing gates. Yeah. You got to build a custom gate on yep. unlevel ground. It'll do that automatically. There's no guesswork. I was talking to Josh Rand about this and and he was talking about he went and measured a yard and he measured the points and all that. Speaking of elevation, so he went to the customer and said it's going to be whatever it was. So call it $30,000 or something. The customer said, "Well, I did some research on the internet and it should be about $25,000 or whatever, about $5,000 less than his bid was." He said, well, let's think about it. One, that's probably like some sort of national average. That's not for our market. But two, that's probably for a flat yard. Let me send you the elevation map of your yard to show you that it's got a pretty significant hill in the back. So we're not just running equipment over a flat yard. We're going to have to climb this hill. We're going to have to go across the top of the hill, and we're going to have to come back down. Uh, ended up selling the job yeah. because the customer was kind of blown away that there was an elevation map, not only a job layout, but an elevation map of his uh, of his property. Man, it's next level stuff here, man. I'm gonna have to check it out. I haven't spent a lot of time yeah. over there to see it, but I well, agree. The sky's I think the limit here, out. man. There's everything you can think of, and it's family friendly. Bring your kids. Yeah, there's all sorts of kids running around. Like I said, they've got sacks going on behind us. They have like a massive food court on the other side of the park here. Where so the park area is where you've got all your uh, yard games going on. Uh, food is right here on site. Guys, if you're in the area, tomorrow is actually, they're getting, we're winding down to today. Tomorrow's the day to come because also, uh, and they say local, I don't know how they're defining local, but if you're local to Nashville, you can actually come in for free tomorrow. They're opening the doors up. You don't oh, wow. have to buy a ticket. You don't cool. have to pay to come in. It's absolutely we'll have free. to share tomorrow. that. And you know what else? I heard that there's a stain company giving away empty buckets. I've seen a lot, a lot of, buckets of buckets running around. around here. Yeah, what a great idea! And I think they said expert on them. I believe that's right. Yep. Let's talk about these buckets for just. I know we're. I know we're. We keep transitioning. We were talking this morning about these buckets <laughs> and how impressively thick these things are. Can you run us through real quick? Uh, just how impressive these. I. I as a fishing contractor, I was impressed. So I think maybe there's some it's people a good, out there that would. Yeah, be. it's a really good bucket. So, um, our stain, the the, the oil based stain we make at at Expert, is um, it's it's super low VOC, right? So so we don't have solvents in there. So therefore, we can put it in a plastic bucket, just like motor oil comes in a plastic bucket. And yep. so we put our stain in a plastic bucket. Now now I understood because I grew up in fencing and I understood virgin material versus regrind material for you know as it translated to vinyl fencing. Sure. So when we got a bucket, they said, "Do you want a regrind bucket?" Uh, or, a, or a virgin material bucket. They said everybody buys the regrinds because they're cheaper. And I said, uh, let's get the virgin material bucket. So we, we did virgin material buckets and they were 90 mil. That was industry standard. Some people use 70s. We were using 90s. Well, when COVID come around, the price on the buckets went up and apparently the quality went down because we had some problems with some of the buckets. They just weren't great. And so we searched out and we found a Tennessee bucket manufacturer um, right based right here in Tennessee. We partnered with those guys. They built us a custom bucket. It's a virgin material and it's 105 mil wall thickness. And so it's it's super thick, 20 foot drop with a bucket full of water and it won't really? break. And so, you you know, big, big strapping guys like you, Joe, can't really squish the sides <laughs> of the bucket in. You can stand tried, on the side of it. And so it's just a, it's just one heck of a bucket. We're giving them away. You can carry your stuff. You know, a lot of the bags at these fence shows are great. 
if the bag ends up in your closet and you find it two years later with all the fence tech stuff that you you said oh i should have looked at this last year you know right well the bucket doesn't end up in your closet so you set the bucket in the living room or wherever because it won't fit in the closet and uh and you actually will pull the stuff out look at it and then the bucket is good for something right you yeah. can go you can use it when you go deer hunting to sit on you can um uh, you can put you know use concrete in it you can uh put garden stuff in it Fittings it's a bucket man you got a bucket so who doesn't want a bucket Guys, I'm telling you, the difference between 90 mil and you said 105, 110? 105. 105 mil. The difference is significant. Well, that's because it, it well, it's it's not just the thickness, it's the, also the hardness. It's very okay. it's a very strong material. It is. It was impressive. It was impressive. So guys, if you're in the uh, if you're in the Nashville area, stop by tomorrow, free to get in. We would love to see you here. Caleb again. You're so giving of your time. I appreciate you making time for us. Well, as always, thank you for having me, man. You bet. Thanks for everybody who's watching. Roger's got a question real quick. said, what is the name? What is this thing called as an app? So we talked about two things. Reality, Reality fence, fence. Which adds an app, I yep. suppose. Yep. And then Mosier, M-O-A-S-U-R-E. Mosier, does that sound right? Yeah, Mosier, instead of an E, it's an O. Yeah, there you go. So uh, those are the two things to talk about. Both are great things. You should have, definitely check them out. That's it, man. Guys, stay tuned. We're going to have uh, one more interview today. I believe we're going to have one, maybe two more interviews tomorrow. Uh, stay tuned. Make sure, as always, you are subscribed to the channel. Notifications are turned on. That way you get notified each and every time we have new content available. For now, Joe Everest, Caleb Roth, reminding you that good fences make good neighbors. We'll see you next time. See you next time.